presents Hollywood. The Lux Radio Theater brings you Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Ginny Sims in The Road to Morocco. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. Cecil B. DeMille. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. All a producer needs to guarantee a smashing success at the box office these days is faith, hope, and Crosby. And our faith is considerably strengthened tonight by the addition of Ginny Sims. Bing and Bob hit the jackpot for Paramount with that epic drama of music and mirth called The Road to Morocco. And believe me, there's nothing wrong with your morale that The Road to Morocco won't cure. If you've seen the picture three or four times, like most people you know that any resemblance of two characters in this play to a couple of living persons is no coincidence. They are really Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. The Road to Morocco comes pretty close to setting a record for the number of people who've asked us to present it. Since the Paramount picture came out, I've lost count of all the letters you've sent enclosing Lux Toilet Soap wrappers as your tickets to this play, if we could get it. Along with his soap wrappers, one man offered me a personal bribe of a porterhouse steak. Well, <laughs> this is one theater where you don't have to pay to get in. It's our way of showing you that we appreciate the support you've given our product. The result is that you win two ways. You get a hit play like The Road to Morocco and a hit product like Lux Toilet Soap. You can't beat that for a double bill. Now we're off on The Road to Morocco, starring Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Ginny Sims. <laughs> Cape Town was mustered there off the coast of Africa by a series of mysterious explosions. All hands are safe at the counter for with the exception of two unidentified stowaways. Just a minute, Lou. All right, that's enough music. Hold it. Hold the music. Ladies and gentlemen, we aren't going to set a scene for tonight's play, for those two unidentified stowaways have been found. They're right here in the theater with us. These two boys are cousins, Jeff and Orville Peters. They went through this experience together. And we're going to hear about it in our own words. Orville Peters, will you tell us, please, about the time you spent on that raft after the shipwreck? Forty-eight days in a raft. Forty-eight days under the boiling sun without food and water. Forty-eight days. What do you mean, forty-eight days? It was forty-eight hours. We had plenty of water. Now, just a minute, Jeff. What are you trying to do, get a four-page spread in life or something? Forty-eight days. Listen, who's telling this story? We're both telling this. You heard what the man said? The man said we're both supposed to tell us. Well, the man asked me to start, didn't he? All right. Get it straight. All right. Forty-eight hours in a raft. Better. Forty-eight hours drifting helplessly in the sea. Oh, I didn't care about myself. It was... Well, it was my cousin Jeff I was worried about. Oh, isn't this awful? Listen to him. Jeff was... Well, Jeff was all on edge. It got to the point where he was biting my fingernails. Cut it out. Will you, Jeff? Cut it out. Cut out that whistling. I can't stand it anymore. Yeah, now. Yeah, what's the matter, son? Whistling, whistling, all the time whistling. Your mother must have been frightened by a tea kettle. Now, Orville, take it easy. Take it easy, he says. Look at us, two on a raft, sunny side up. I'll tell you how to get home, you said. We're stow away, you said. No, sir, I said. Don't be a sap, you said. No, sir, I said. We're stowing away on that back, you said. No, sir, I Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a yeah, that's a yeah. What a brilliant conversationist you are. Yeah, I took one look at that sea-going crate, and I knew it would blow up in our faces. Mm, where till they find out who was smoking in the powder room? <laughs> Never mind that. Now, look at us. Food gone. Nothing to eat. Come on, Hey, what's that, that bulge in your pocket there? Huh? Oh, oh that bulge? 
Oh, that's just a little. Yeah, what is it? Come oh. on, let's see. Come on, reach. Well, I tell you, Tony. <laughs> well, what do you know? Look. Yeah, well, what do you know? Two biscuits. Hold not on there. Well, I was going to wait for your birthday and put a candle on yours. <laughs> you don't mind if I bite into my portion, do you? No, go on, bite. What do I care? Thank you, Turkey. You can spit your teeth right over here next to mine. <laughs> like biting into a blockbuster. Well, Turkey, we got to face it. We may be days and days and days without seeing Chipper Land. We're going to get hungry. I get hungry. What do you mean, get hungry? When we started, this raft was nine feet long. <laughs> tell you what we'll do. We'll toss a coin. You ready? Go ahead, toss. Here we go. Now, Turkey, you call it. What's the date on the nickel? Uh, 1910. You're right, 1910. But what month? June. That's pretty close. It's July. Well, that's the way it goes. Somebody loses, somebody wins. Okay, so you win the nickel. See if you can find any white meat on that buffalo. <laughs> Turkey, old man, I have a TL for you. We talked for something much deeper than that. Yeah? I remember a story once about two fellas like us, castaways, hungry. They tossed the coin, too. Uh-huh. And the fellow who survived used to tell his grandchildren about his pal's sacrifice. Hey, that's what... Hey, wait a minute. What pal's sacrifice? I don't know, though. You're all blubber. Not much meat. You wouldn't make a good-sized patty, Fatty. <laughs> you mean you... Jeff, you're losing your buttons. You mean you'd eat me without ketchup? <laughs> Don't do it, Jeff. There must be an easier way to get on we the people. <laughs> calm down. Now, calm down, Junior. I'm not going to do anything right away. I might not do anything for a week or so. Not until I get desperate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff, listen. You wouldn't like me once I bit my tongue and I taste it awful. Help, Jeff. Don't help. Jeff. Jeff. look. Huh? Look over there. Am I seeing things? What's the matter? Look! It's land! 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 Yee-hoo! We're saved! We're saved! Yeah, there was land. We jumped off the raft and started to swim to shore. But Jeff was weak and he couldn't make it. Who was weak? Who was this? So I put my arm around his waist. I just made it. And started to swim with one hand. Boy, I saved his life that day. Oh, brother. I just pulled him up on the beach. He was all in, unconscious. I tried to work over him. I worked for hours. Come on, Turkey. Turkey. Come on, open your eyes. Open up, Junior. You'll be all right. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. Oh. Come on, now. Oh. Come on. Gee, this is a switch, me getting slapped by a man. <laughs> hey, what happened? You tried to save me, Junior. Come on, now. That's a big boy. That's... Oh, stop slapping me. I'm conscious now, ain't I? It's hard to tell with you. <laughs> yeah, fine pal you are. All, all I hope is that Aunt Lucy's looking down from above and seeing the way you're treating me lately. Oh, you're going to start stuffing Aunt Lucy down my throat again? Yeah, well, never mind. She tossed saw you tossing that coin and licking your chops. You're certainly sloughing off your promise to her. Aunt Lucy. Boy, I can see her now lying there in her dying bed, looking at you with those big, trusting eyes. Before I go, Jeff, promise me you'll always be a friend of little Orville, she said. No matter what happens, you'll never leave the little jerk, she said. Promise me. Yeah, and then she up and died before I had a chance to say no. Yes, don't. What's the matter with you? Boy, I only hope she didn't hear that. You know, the dead have a way of coming back. Ah, oh, get off. When they're dead, they're dead. Not Aunt Lucy. She was a Republican. <laughs> she was such a good Republican, she had a will chiseled on a Wilkie button. <laughs> okay, Junior, okay. What we got to do now is find out where we are, hmm? Is that right? Right. Let's see. Oh, look. There's a signpost. Hey, see what it says. The road to Morocco. Morocco, 74 miles. Last chance for gas and oil. Fill up at Flanagan. And keep to the right to let Ramo buy. <laughs> hey, what do you know? Listen, you hear something? I didn't hear nothing. Listen. There. 
You catching up a cold, James? I didn't do that. It came from way over there, behind that sand dune. Well, jumped up your horse at that. Look at that. It's a horse. A horse? Oh, did you ever hear of a horse with, with a long neck and two great big bumps on his back? Leaving yourself open, aren't you, Dad? <laughs> Don't be silly. That's a camel. That's a ship of the desert. And right now we're going sailing. Come on, get up on that camel, Junior. Okay, where do I sit? In that rumble seat. I'm going to steer. Boy, what a ride. This is the first time I ever did the rumble seat. Yeah, Come on, Bill. Hang on, Junior. We're off on the road to Morocco. This taxi is tough on the spine. Where we're going, why we're going, we'll know by and by. We'll meet Jimmy Finn. Oh, we know the reason why. We're off on the road to Morocco. What's your tempo? Hang on till the end of the line. I hear this country's where to do the dancers of seven bales. We tell you more, but we would have the center on our tail. We certainly do get around. Like Webster's Dictionary, we're Morocco bound. The many fires sleep on nails and saw their wives and hats. Seems to me there should be easier ways to get a laugh. We're off on the road to Morocco. And somewhere I feel kind of numb. For any villains we might meet, we haven't any fears. Paramount will protect us because we're signed for five more years. We certainly do get a What are you trying to do? Well, it's my turn to tell the story now. Well, well, I'll be good, too. All right, you won't be good. Well, will you arrive just at sundown? You just let me start, yes. <laughs> Standing here looking out the window, the quaint little Moroccan city of Kadami. We stood in the crowded marketplace watching the hawkers vending their wares and the native rug peddlers ruddling their pegs. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Everything was serene, and then the gates of the town were flung open and 20 horsemen came riding into town. This occasioned a slight flurry of excitement. Orville! Orville, where are you? Right over here behind these goose pebbles. Well, I reckon there's been some sort of a shooting ruckus down at the Buckeye Saloon, huh? Yeah, I ain't looking for trouble, partner, but if trouble comes to looking for me, I'm going to be mighty hard to find, I told you. <laughs> Wonder what it was all about. Let's ask somebody. Let's ask that fellow there. Yeah, I know. Hey, um, hey, you there. What's the excitement, Grandpa? Who are those fellas? He is Moulay Kassim, the desert chief. Well, what's he so excited about? Did he hear from his draft board? <laughs> he loves the princess Shangmar of Karimish. He'll come here to ask her to marry him. Must be a Donnybrook when he comes for a divorce, huh? So long, Grandpa. Say, Jeff, I'm hungry. I wonder if you can get a hand out in this bird. Place looks like it's loaded with food. Look at that. Something to eat, please? Nice cutlets, pigs and dates, meat pies? Oh, no, thanks. We ate only four days ago. But could we just hang around and reminisce? Boy, look at that food. I wish I had my drool cup with me. 
good evening, brother. I have some of those. <laughs> A little of that. And some of those. <laughs> hey, take all you want, my friend. All you want. Money? <laughs> money? No, no, no money. Take all you want, my friend. You got too much of that cheese, I know. <laughs> what is this? Three cold cuts around here, everything on the house? Boy, that USO really gets around, doesn't it? <laughs> well, what are we waiting for? I'll take a meat pie. Have one on me, Jeff. Sure, everybody grab. Take the hands off the food. Oh! Yeah, I did. The other fellow did it. Why can't we? He is not sane. To us, such unfortunate ones are sacred. Everything is free to the dim-witted. Well, my friend here isn't exactly John Kieran. Say, <laughs> hey, I don't think that's fair. Hey, wait. Come over here, Turkey. Come here. Hey, can you imagine that? Just because a guy's got a loose boat, he don't need a ration stamp. Stop wrapping your rack and come over here. Look at me. Let me see. Look at me. What's that? Yeah, you'll do fine. All right. Yeah, what's the idea of casing me like that, huh? Turkey, from now on, you're sacred. What do you mean, sacred? You just became a full-blooded American idiot. Oh, no, no, no. You do it. Who's going to believe I'm an idiot? With the head start you got? Now, all you got to do is go into the shop, you put on that silly look, and you talk like this. Now, watch. You do like this. Hmm? I'll take some of those, and I want some of those, and I'll take some of those, and I want some of those. Let me have that flow. You like this. I'll take some of those, and I want some of those, and some of those, and some of those, and I want some of those. You feel all right, Daddy? Let me hear you do it. Come on, let me hear you. I'll take some of those, and some of those, and give me some of those, and some of those. Oh, you're a pro. First shop we've been to, the guy will probably load it. He'll throw in his daughter and everything. Come on. His daughter? Yeah. I'll take some of those, and some of those. Wait a minute now, wait. Don't overstrain him. Here's a likely looking guy. Come on in, come on. Don't forget, lay it on good and thick. Here goes, here comes the money. Now, gentlemen, what can I do for you, huh? Huh? Uh, what? Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, tell him. Tell oh, him. oh. Well, I want them to know, and them to and them to Hey, what are you going to make in front of me? <laughs> How you doing, eh? Well, why have known you? He said, I can't help it. I'm an idiot. I'm taken. <laughs> oh, so you think I'm an idiot, too, eh? Well, if you think you're an idiot, I'm not going to argue with you because I... Mother? No, I'm just going to wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Stop, 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 Come on, uh, take off in that hammer. All right, all right. We were just leaving. Woo! Come on, Turkey. Come on, boy. Woo! There you are. Look at me. Look at me, son. You all right? Woo! Turkey, speak to me. I'll take some of those. Perfectly normal. Yeah. Something had happened to my cousin, Orville. I could see that. Probably a touch of fever. We went into a cafe nearby and we ordered up a feast. Didn't have any money, but this was no time to quibble. As we sat there eating, we noticed the manager showing a customer the door. Get out! Get out, that's Hey, Commando. What was the trouble there? What's the trouble? Yeah. He was one Kolak short in his bill. I'll kill him! He's dainty, isn't he? <laughs> one Kolak short? Jeff, how much is a Kolak? Well, it's... Less than a cent and a half. You mean they'd murder a guy for a cent and a half? Listen, how do you figure on paying for all this stuff? What's the matter? You're scared? You got red blood, ain't you? Yeah, but I don't want to get it all over strangers. <laughs> Go ahead. 
ahead, eat up. Have a good time. Fling me one of those fillets over there, will you? Forget about it. Hey. Hmm? See, look over there. Those two guys making with gestures. I think they're looking at us. Seems they want to speak to us, huh? To one of us. Go ahead, Junior. You ask them what they want, hmm? Listen, I'm not curious anyway. It's you they want, see? Hmm. Well, I guess I better go, huh? Yeah, if they get tough, don't worry about a thing. I'll be right here under the table. Bye, rug for me, Jeff. When Jeff went over to talk to the two guys, I couldn't hear what they said, but they all kept looking back at me and counting up on their fingers. First it was five fingers, then it was ten. Then they shook hands all around, and Jeff came back to the table. Hi, Turkey. Hey, what are you so happy about? Who are those guys, the local bookmakers? A guy from... I'll check, please. The check? You got money? 230 colacs, please. Here's 230 colacs with a little snack and five for you. Well, come, come. Let little Orville in on this deal. How'd you get the spinach, old boy? The funny thing. Funny thing. A guy i never seen before in my life gives me 2,500 colacs. That's 200 federal diplomas. Are you listening? 200 skins? Mm-hmm. Why? What for? Oh, I told him something. Well, you got nothing to sell. We already hocked your pivot tooth, and the Mayo Clinic refused my brain. <laughs> it wasn't much, but it was all I had, and was he anxious to get it? What'd you sell him? Uh, Orville, uh, I want you to keep very calm now. What did you tell him? You. Oh, well, for a minute. Huh? Me, me, me. Wait a minute. Get that guy and give him those fish back. What's the matter with you? You can't tell me. I'm not a horse. Just the way I comb my hair. <laughs> I know, Orville. You and I know you're not a horse, but these people are peculiar. What are you talking about? You going nuts? Why would a guy buy a guy? I don't know. I don't know. They buy anything. Any old junk. Yeah. Well, why would he buy me? What does he want me for? The him. Listen, do you know why they buy guys in a country like this for slaves? They pick you, they, they hit you with whips. They put you to picking guayuli. They beat you, they beat you. Oh, they don't pick guayuli here. Well, they beat you for whatever they're picking. <laughs> Why, don't you relax? Why don't you relax? Take it easy. I got this thing all figured out, see? Yeah? I got plans. Don't tell me about plans. All I know is I'm being caught with mine down. <laughs> I got the guy's address. I'm going to get you back, and when I do, we'll be 200 bucks ahead. What's that, 10? Well, that's something. Certainly. Then 100, that's mine. That's what I'm telling you. Well, come on, flip it to me. Put me in a higher bracket. No, you're giving it to you now. If anything goes wrong with my plans, why, the, the money be wasting. If anything goes wrong. Yes. Well, I'm getting out of here, see? You might have saw me, see? But you're not going to deliver me, see? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, seriously. I don't have to deliver you. They're coming to pick you up. Coming to... What? Yes. Who do you think you're playing with, children? You're talking to Turkey, the man with the muscles. We are ready, gentlemen. Now, wait. Take his seat, Abdul. Now, listen. So long, Abdul. Now, pick him up. Stop, wait. Let go of me. Let go. Let... Well, the least you could do is wrap me as a gift. Too bad. You know, if he'd been a foot taller, I should have got another hundred. In just a few seconds, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Jenny Sims will return in Act Two of The Road to Morocco. Now, here's a conversation overheard at a department store blouse counter. Well, what do you think now? I love that yellow. It reminds me of Daffodil. The Prestige Drama Programs of Radio's first half-century formed an elite guard around the network studios. For on these shows, a Gregory Peck, a Susan Hayward, or Lana Turner would mingle with the radio regulars to lend star billing in exchange for unheard-of sums. There was the DuPont Cavalcade of America, Arthur's Playhouse from Philip Morris, and the Theater Guild of U.S. Steel. But none could match the Lux Radio Theater with host Cecil B. DeMille. On this April Monday in 1943, the program was in its ninth season, and this show earned an excellent rating of 27. Just on the lift it is. All right, it's a bargain. Let's make for the toilet goods counter and get some luck stuff. Now, our producer, Mr. DeMille. Act two of The Road to Morocco, starring Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Jimmy Sims. <laughs>
Our story continues. The boys had just reached the point where Jeff Peters sold his cousin Orville for 2,500 collects. Oh, what a deal I am. You ain't kidding, cousin. You're just a gremlin with ears. Jeff, Dallas, how did you feel after they took Orville away? Did you have a twinge of conscience? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I couldn't get to sleep that night for almost 20 minutes. And then, like, like in a dream, I seemed to feel the presence of another party. It was Aunt Lucy. She spoke to me. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, you must find all those Jeffrey. Aunt Lucy, you must find him at once. Bring him back. Well, gee, Aunt Lucy, I, I, I don't even know where to look. The fellow I sold him to was only a jobber. He, he, uh, he resold him later and wrote off his loss. Jeffrey, do you know you've turned out to be a regular stinker? I guess you're right, Aunt Lucy. Can't you tell me where he is, hmm? Oh, I'm not supposed to, Jeffrey. It's against the rules. Oh, gee. Come on, Aunt Lucy. Gee, come on, come well, on. if you go to the marketplace, then head east about 200 paces, you'll come to... Oh, 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 I can't talk to you anymore now, Jeffrey. Here comes Mr. Jordan. Well, I, I went out to look for my cousin that night. There I was, walking through the streets of Catamese. All around me, strange sights and strange smells, but none of them was oil. <laughs> Suddenly a note fell at my feet, a note wrapped in a stone. A stone wrapped in a note, and it wasn't meant to fall at your feet either. I picked it up and I read, Dear Jeff, flee for your life before it's too late. You can't do anything for me now. If you stick around, you'll only get us both into trouble, maybe killed. Say nothing to nobody about this. Flee, flee. Respectively yours, Turkey Peters. P.S. I am being tortured day and night. Flee, flee. F-L-E-A, hmm? <laughs> that's Turkey. That's him, all right. Don't worry, old boy. I won't let you down. I'll get you out, all right. There before me stood a palace, gleaming like ivory in the moonlight. And as I approached, I heard music and a woman's voice singing. Nubian slaves and dancing girls, 
in dancing costumes, dancing. And on a mountain of pillows, a man in native costume lay reclining. I couldn't see his face for the lovely girl was smothering shame and kisses. At last she stopped, the man sat up and said, Hey, somebody unbraid my toes, will you? Uh-huh, so this is where you are. Well, ain't this a pit? <laughs> Take it on the land, brother. We don't want any cheese today. Beat it. Please explain. Leave the country and forget you even knew me, he says. Flee, he says. Flee. Why, you dirty double-crossing hoarder, you? Take that man away. You're moving to my sight. Yes, princess. Come, let go. Let go. Come, Bertie. Come on, tell him to lay off. This is me, your friend. This is old Jeff, Turkey, old buddy. Turkey? How did he call you Turkey? Oh, the fellow is mad. Take him away. Toss him to the crocodiles. The ones that still have their teeth. <laughs> that touch of them is wonderful. <laughs> Friend, I tell you, let me go. Wait. Orville, do you know this man? Well, I never saw him before in all oh, my life. Oh, you dirty, underhanded, sickle snoot. We were kids together. We were in the same class for years. Till I got promoted. Let him go. The stranger will stay. Oh, but hun. Come, stranger. Sit here beside me. Well. Wow. <laughs> now, Orville, I want you to tell me the truth. Do you know him? Well, I used to, but I kind of outgrew him. I don't dally much with riffraff these days, and he's a pretty ratty kind of a riff. <laughs> What are you made up for, anyhow? What is this? Ladies' night in the Turkish bath or something? What time do you clean the pool? <laughs> Might interest you to know, Buster, that you're now looking at the future Prince of Karamy. Who? I'm going to be a pastor with the accent on the past. Yeah. <laughs> Trouble is, you passed out about ten years ago. Yeah, well, the Princess Shama and me are going to be married on, uh, when is the big day, dream thing? When the moon in its last quarter silvers the blossoms of the almond tree. That's Tuesday night about nine. Oh. What a pity I should be listening to Hobby Lobby, I think. How can a dream like you really go for a drip like this, anyhow? Well, it's written in the stars. I've been counseled by Hyder Khan, the wise one, to take this man for my husband. And I must obey. Well, old Hyder Khan must have been reading last year's racing form or something. Oh, is that so? Well, there's nothing you can do about it. See, I'm a heat clip. And believe me, I'm going to turn on the heat. <laughs> she bought me, see? She bought you? Certainly. You sold me to her for 200 bucks. Yeah, no mistakes rectified after leaving the window. I feel like a black market, but just to show you there's no hard feelings, I'm going to stick around for the wedding. I'll even give you away, pal. Oh, now, just a second. You've already given me away. Come on, blow before I press the button and have your head served up in a cup and a sauce. Now, wait, look, uh, look, come on. Now, wait, cut out this shoving. Cut it out, see? There'll be a room full of teeth around here. Yeah, and you're going to look awfully funny with your gums showing. <laughs> you better get out of here. I might forget that I'm the prince. Hmm, not with that Arabian antimacassar you got on there. Get the sleeves on this. Let go! Why, you, you ripped my sleeve. Do that again. You did it. Why, you do that again. Gentlemen, please. What is your name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey? Mm-hmm. Jeffrey, I want you to stay here with me. I... Uh, well, I, I could be very happy here. Oh. Um. Could you, Jeffrey? Uh-huh. Uh, if he stays, I'm leaving. You hear? I'm leaving. Now, you can stay as long as you want to, Jeffrey. Sure, stick around. Nice to have you. <laughs> I knew why Jeff wanted to stay. He was trying to move in on me. He wanted to be the prince. That evening, just before dinner, my ladies-in-waiting came in to comb my hair and arrange my turban. A turban that's a stuffed fascinator with feathers. I will never forget Miramar, my head lady-in-waiting, and I knew what she was waiting for. <laughs> me. Orville, oh, prince. Yes, Miramar? Why is the princess going to marry you, Orville? She was to have married me last afternoon, the daughter's cheek. Why she came to mine? Oh, I guess cheeks have gone out of style. What the modern girl wants is a nice, reliable wolf. There's something very strange about it all. Something very, very strange. Well, it's a strange country, baby. They got butter here. 
Oh, they're listening. But just for a moment, it would mean my death, but in my heart, there's a great love for you. You do? Hey, does everybody get this kind of treatment in Paramus, or have I got a free card? Is my love hopeless? Or do you perhaps have some crumbs of affection for me? Oh, you know how a prince, uh, prince is. <laughs> Later on, I may set you up in a little hot shop or teach you how to siphon gas or something. And because I love you, there is something I must tell you. I'm all ears, haven't you noticed? Listen. The princess is unfaithful. She cares nothing for you. Don't be silly. Nobody throws away 200 bucks. Look. At this very moment, she and your best friend are in each other's arms in the garden below. Well, I... What? Look, Stephen. Why, the low-down, filthy, double-crossing centipede, why, the crawling lizard. I'll show them what a salami has got to go through. No, 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 no. Don't waste your anger upon them. Oh, I love you. Hey, let go. You and I, that's and that's and that's Will my love consume you? The manufacturer, direct the consumer. I go. Oh, love it. Kiss me. That's... And us. And. <laughs> Moonlight becomes you. It goes with your hair. You certainly know the right thing to wear. I'm thrilled at the sight And I could get so romantic tonight You're all dressed up to go dreaming Now don't tell me I'm wrong What a night to go dreaming Mind if I tag along If I say I love you I want you to know It's not just because there's moonlight Although moonlight becomes you Princess, uh, I want to ask you something. Supposing you sort of put off this wedding for a little bit, and I sort of hung around a little bit, and maybe learned a couple of choruses of black magic or something, and you got to <laughs> do to like me a little bit, and wouldn't that change things a little bit, hmm? No, Jeffrey, it would not. I like you now. The more I get to like you, the more reason I'll have to marry Orville. You like me, so you're going to marry Orville. Boy, that's a new kind of brush. That is the way it must be. But look, look, look at here now. Listen, listen, you may not see another please you. But where is it? 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 Where is it?
Padakon, tell him what the stars have said. Oh, lion of the desert, it is here written that the first husband of the Princess Shalmar will die a violent death within a week of the marriage. What is that you say? It is also written that her second husband will be blessed with long life and happiness. Now do you understand, Tassim? The American of my first husband will die within a week. And then I will be free to marry the man I love. <laughs> this is a great joke. Kiss me, Salma. Tassim. I heard them say it, Arthur. The Princess' first husband will die within a week. Miramar, that's ridiculous. I tell you because I love you. Listen, the wedding is all planned. I just spent my last three ration points for rice. <laughs> but there were two fellows here just now measuring these as some sort of an outfit. Measuring? I guess they're the royal dressmakers. No, my beloved, no. They are royal undertakers. They were measuring you for a coffin. You mean a zoot suit with a wood hood? <laughs> Yes. If you marry her, you die. Hiya, Turkey. What's new in the pasture racket? Yes. I'm glad you came in. <laughs> Sit down. i got to have a talk with you. Hello, Torby. I've been doing a lot of thinking. There's no use of you and I talking or arguing anymore. I'm going to beat it on out of here. No, 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 no. That's it. You're not. You don't have to. Look, I'm the guy that's shoving off, and you're taking Chalmar. See, I'm giving it to you. Well, well wait a minute. Wait, what, what are you, uh, what are you cooking up there? The last gal you gave me was that lady wrestler up at the St. Nicholas Rink. What's behind all this? Well, I got to thinking about the berry. Uh, I mean, the marry. Mm-hmm. And I got a hunch it wouldn't last. I got a feeling in a week I'd be cold. I mean, uh, and besides, I got a girl, see? Hello, Miramar. Nice week. <laughs> I met her at the harem right off the assembly line. <laughs> nice model. Yeah, and this is one I know won't be frozen for the duration. He's going to fly with me. My love will consume him dust and dust and dust. <laughs> you know, a girl can eat too much yeast, you know. <laughs> Go away for a second, honey, will you? Oh, this is a whole new shuffle, huh? You too. Well, wait till Shalmar hears about this. Yeah, but it's not going to be easy to get Shalmar to give me up, you know. Oh, Nash just going to tear the heart out of her. But she might settle. She might settle for me. Yeah, well, that's the spirit, and I'll be right behind you. Sure. Sure, sure. Well, so long. Hi, beloved. Why don't we fly right away? Look, high octane. <laughs> Why don't you just fly around and warm your motor up? I'll join you later, huh? <laughs> Okay, okay, I'll get a job tomorrow. Oh, okay. It's Aunt Lucy. Wake up. Oh, Aunt Lucy? Oh, then, how can you speak after what you've done to Jeffrey? You've got to tell him the truth. Oh, but I ain't doing nothing. Look what he did to me. I insist that you tell him. No. You must. I won't. Oh, those. When you were a little boy and you said, won't, do you remember what I did to you? Well. Well, there's still a little steam in the old wing. Oh. And the next. I'll slap you in the face. See, I don't know, Princess. This, this just doesn't add up. I, I want you, and you say you want me, and Orville says it's okay, and still you're going to marry him. I told you, Jeffrey. It's something I can't explain. Orville and I are going to be married, and that's all I have to say. Oh, Princess! Oh, right, you care of me! Well, how do you come? Princess, listen and be merciful. I have made a calamitous error. You must not marry that American. You must marry Moulet Cassim. Moulet Cassim? I must hear everything. Oh, Princess, when I read the stars in the heavens that night, I read them wrong. How could you? Princess, forgive me. A fly got in the telescope. Then, then my husband will not die? No. Jeffrey, isn't it wonderful? What's wonderful about it? It just means Turkey's back in circulation and you get tied up to Mully Cassim. Mully Cassim? Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey, you may feel strange about marrying a princess, but I'll spend the rest of my life trying to live it down. You mean me? Yes. Oh, how about this? Wait till I break the news to fatter than me. 
So that's why little Arthur was so anxious to hand you over to me, huh? Oh, that boy. Well, don't say anything to right now, Jeffrey. Not just yet. We must make plans for departure before Malay talks in here. Hazba, prepare a caravan. We will leave at once. Now, listen, Jeff. What's the matter? Why don't you get some sense into that tail and just you and me blow, huh? Why, well, we're going to the United States to get hooked up, I tell you. This character Kasim is trying to kidnap her. Boy, what a sneaky way for Lockheed to get welded. Listen, Jeff. <laughs> You're in a bad spot. That guy had a time to get the gist of his spread all over the world. Oh, yeah? Let's see him mess around in Brooklyn. Princess! Princess Monet Kazim! Oh, here comes Murdoch Incorporated. Princess, he knows all! Jeffrey Howe! Too late! Where is he? Oh, that is your plan. Running away with this, this dog. Don't call me a dog. Why not? The cocker spaniels resent it. I'm not mixed up in this at all, Muley. I just work here. Do you lie to Kasim? No, Muley. Settle down. It's a big switch now. I gave her up. I'm on your side. I'm your friend. They're ducking out on you. The dirty double crosses. What do you think we ought to do with them? What is this? Nice going, Junior. Silence! Who is this goat? This moon-faced son of a one-eyed donkey? I wouldn't let him call me that, Jeff, even if there is a resemblance. <laughs> Listen here, big boy. Where do you come off cutting in here? Go on. Go play cops and robbers someplace else. Feed it, Jack, you! Boy, now you're telling them to go on yeah. top of teeth out. I'll hold your coat. What? Well, I'll hold your coat, too. <laughs> like I'll take it out and get a press. Cassian, please, mister. Quiet. Come here, donkey. You would dare oppose the will of Cassian? Oppose your will? Well, you'll be writing one if you mess around with me, Jack. Oh, now you're talking. Go ahead, take a poke at him. We're not afraid of him, are you? Enough. <laughs> you're coming with me. Who, me? Both of you. Abdul, put them on horses. The princess also. Now, listen, friend. Look at what's up. What do you think you're going to do? Yeah, what about me? I'm innocent, I tell you. Mulay Kassim will take care of you on the desert. You shall die slowly. Your ears shall be sliced off and dried on sticks. The buzzards will feast on your nose. What? That's 16 points right there. Yeah. <laughs> it calls now for station identification. This is a Columbia Broadcasting System. You are listening to Same Time, Same Station, a chronicle of radio's first half-century. Tonight featuring the complete Lux Radio Theater program of April the 5th, 1943. This is KRLA, Pasadena. After a brief intermission, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Jenny Sims will bring us Act 3 of The Road to Morocco. Country Gardens is one of my favorite songs, Sally. And I know what made you think of it. Of course you do. It's in six packets of flower seeds in my hand, Mr. Kennedy. The famous road pictures starring Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, and Dorothy Lamour started with The Road to Singapore in 1940. Other roads for the trio led to Zanzibar in 41, Morocco in 42, Utopia in 1945, Rio in 1947, and finally Hong Kong in 1962. They all featured music and words by Sammy Kahn, Johnny Burke, and James Van Houten, and were very good to Paramount at the box offices across the country. It stood to reason, then, that Lever Brothers should engage two of the three stars and add Jimmy Sims for its Lux Radio Theater version of The Road to Morocco. On a wide border of zinnias and marigolds right around my victory vegetable garden. And a window box, too, with lots of candy puffs and heavenly blue morning glory and marigolds. New for a bit of those silly poppies, Sally. They come in tones of scarlet and pink. And zinnias, too. These are the dahlia flowered giant kind. And Christmas for sure. They bloom right for frost and make fun. The familiar Monday night appearance of the Lux Radio Theater began on June 1st, 1936. The program was actually on Sunday afternoons for a while. When this broadcast occurred on April the 5th, 1943, the show had shifted from New York and Broadway to Hollywood. 
where it would stay on the air until June 6, 1955. Be sure to wrap coins securely and write name and address plainly. No stamps, please. This offer is good only in the United States. Now, Mr. DeMille returns to the microphone. Here's a curtain for the third act of The Road to Morocco, starring Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Jenny Finn. Our two heroes, Jeff and Orville Peters, are facing a horrible fate. You will remember that Jeff, instead of Orville, was supposed to marry Salma. Because Miramar told Orville that Haider Khan told Salma that Muley Kassim, not Jeff, would die in Orville's place if Salma married Jeff and not Orville. Oh, what am I saying? That if Jeff marries Salma and Muley Kassim marries Orville, Muley Kassim himself and not Salma will Jeff. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're a little confused, aren't you? Well, uh, well it's a very confusing story, Mr. Peters. I... Well, he got the whole thing balled up. What's, uh, what's this, this trouble, There's a man here gumming up the works. This <laughs> bystander here. Oh, yeah? Well, uh, uh, gentlemen, I, I, I'm the producer, you know. Yes, yes, we know. i tell you what to do, uh, Bob. Just go over there and sit down. Huh? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, friend. Find a nice corner over there and lux your socks. <laughs> just a minute, just a minute. Go ahead. Blow a few bubbles. Let's not argue with him. Let's, let's pick up our soap and get out of here. Yeah. Come on. Hey, no, please, right gentlemen. Gentlemen, I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. It's all right, Bob. It's all right. Go ahead, Orville. Go right along. Where were we before? Yes. This? What is it? People walk in and... Oh, yeah. We're working in an alley. Malay Kassim. <laughs> Malay Kassim had his bound hand and foot. They carried us out into the desert. And there they left us under the broiling sun. Our hands were chained behind our backs. Our legs were staked to the ground. Around our necks, they placed a 70-pound iron weight. A few hours later, we were walking across the desert toward a distant mirage. Wait, uh, just, look, you mm-hmm. see something there. Yeah? What? Those chains and stuff. How'd we get out of them? Oh. <laughs> you think we ought to tell them? No. They wouldn't believe it anyway. <laughs> okay. Let's not tell them. <clears throat> After all, does Macy tell Gimble? No. <laughs> Let's get on with this thing, huh? There we were, stumbling through the desert sand. The sun was beating down on us. Yeah, fine pal you are, letting me give Shalmar up and all the time you knew you weren't going to die. Now, what did you do? You were going to let me marry her because you thought I was going to get knocked off inside a week. Listen, this is no time to argue. Hey, look up there in the sky. You know what they are, don't you? They're buzzards. Yeah. They're carrying finger bowls, too. <laughs> Fine way to end up a box lunch for a bird. <laughs> There's a switch, Junior. A bird getting you. <laughs> hey, Turkey! Take a look over there. See, a lot of tents stuck right out in the middle of the desert. What do you make of it? I don't know. Wait a minute. You see those guys? Those are Molly Kassim's gorillas. Yep, and that joint must be their hideout. Well, we've got to save the girls. It's up to us now, Turkey. We'll have to storm the place. You storm. I'll stay here and drizzle. <laughs> Jenny, we got to get in there. Hey, I've got something that can't miss. So they guns. What have you got? Listen, now get this. We go in disguised as a horse. Yeah, that's a good... What? A horse. We skin a horse and we get inside. Just think. i got four nags in the Kentucky Derby that way once. <laughs> Look, Bubbles, the only horse you ever had in a derby you got in a brown derby. <laughs> and they went in as filet mignon. <laughs> come on, come on with me. We'll find this horse here. See, you wouldn't think it was possible, would you? Two guys inside a horse skin. I bet we look like a real horse, eh? <laughs> hey, Turkey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine way back here. I feel like the tail gunner on a flying fortress. <laughs> boy, keep walking now. We walk right past that guard. You see him? I see him, yeah, but does he see us? Sure. Thinks we're a horse, see? He's looking at us right now. He still thinks we're a horse. No! Did he get you? Yeah, right where the plow should have been. <laughs> Swine who was hunting in that horse, Jim. Well, ain't nobody in here stepping just us horses. Mule Cassim, quick! It is the two swine. Oh, you'll return once again, eh? Oh, hey. now wait, Mule. We can explain Take this. them away. Take them to the guardhouse and bring me back their ears. Come, come, old man. You're taking this meat shortage too seriously. <laughs> By 
fine thing. First you sell me for 200 bucks, and I'm going to marry the princess. Then you cut in on me, then we're carried off by a desert sheep. Now we're sitting behind bars waiting to have our heads chopped I off. I know all that. Yeah, but the people who tune in in the middle of the program don't. <laughs> you mean they miss my song? Hey, what's all that? Hey, God, who are those guys? That's a great chief, Neb Jordan and his men. Send the Kasim? No, the enemy of Kasim. For ten years there have been a war, but tonight Kasim has invited him to his wedding as a token of peace. Now be silent. How have you? You ought to take something for your throat. Yes, Abel. Salma, where are you? Over here by the window, quick. Salma, any words from the governor? Listen, listen. I got permission to bring food. In this bowl you'll find native clothes and packing for your face. What good are native clothes? Why don't you bake us a nice cake with a landmine in it? I've worked out a plan. It is complete except for one detail. Now, you put the clothes on, put black on your faces, and they'll think you're Arabs. Yeah, but how do we get out of this jail? Oh, Jeff, that's the detail I haven't worked out. Oh, grand, grand, grand. Who's that? The guard is coming on the fly. That's a great idea she's got. What's going on here? Oh, nothing. Say, has anybody ever escaped from this jail? Once, about a year ago, two men got out. Oh, yeah? Tell me, Tom, uh, how'd you do it? It was an accident. So I had a cigarette. I placed my rifle in the window like this. Hello. Oh, interesting. And then what happened? One of the fellas reached through the window, grabbed the rifle, and pointed it at me. Oh, you mean like this? Exactly. Yeah. Except that he put it right up against my head. Oh, you mean like this? Yes. And then... Oh, stick him up and give us those keys. Hurry or we'll spread you, brother. Oh, dear. I've done it again. A few minutes later, two natives appeared outside our wedding party tent. Two figures muffled to the ears. Clark and Tyrone Peters. That's turkey in there. Look, Jeff, I don't get this. What's fine? Well, I'm cooking up some small sabotage here. Mullah Kassim and Ned Jola are friendly tonight, but they're really enemies, right? Right. Now, here's the plan. We're natives, see? So listen. I think the plan is going to be a What are you laughing at? You're breathing down my neck. <laughs> you get the plan? Oh, I get it. Divide and conquer. Brother against brother. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Nebjola, so great is my joy tonight that I wish to share it with you. May our tribes live together in peace for a thousand years. My hand on that, Kasim. And you are fortunate indeed to win the love of so beautiful a princess. You cannot wait for my kisses upon her lips, can you, my dove? Kasim, you shall soon know how I feel about you. Yeah? <laughs> you hear? Oh, Lion of the Desert. Yes, Nebis, what is it? <laughs> Two native horsemen have arrived, oh, Lion. They beg entrance. Send them in, Nebis. All are welcome tonight. Enter, horsemen. All greetings, oh, Sheik. Greetings, oh, Lion of the Sands. We bring you felicitations on your wedding. Welcome, friends. And from what tribe are you? Who is your master? Ah, uh, master, uh, my, um, uh, he's the great Sheik, uh, Bull Bull Elbow Bull Bull Banabane. Spell backwards, spells Benny the Bull. <laughs> he says to congratulate you on our wedding to the beautiful Chalmar. Ah, uh, greetings, oh, Chalmar. What tongue is this? Well, these men speak a strange language, I think. I learned it from one of their tribesmen. From what country? Open day. And you may tell your master that I accept his greetings. Tell him also that Mule Kasim and Neb Jola are now brothers. No! Yes! Well, great news, old lion of the desert. Yes, great news. And will you forget, old lion, that Ned Jola said you ought to have your main clip? <laughs> <laughs> I never said it. Well, it doesn't matter. That's all a thing of the past. Certainly drop it. Like the time Mullah Kassim called Jolla a judge. Good Jolla, he said, Oh, never, your highness. If I thought that was true, my tribesmen here would tear your men into little bits. Oh, now, don't fight, boys. There's nothing to get excited about. And they're not your brothers. They're right, Ned Jola. There must be no shedding of blood. Please, my friend. Very well. I will forget it. Sure, sure. Everything is forgotten tonight. Say, Nebjola. Oh, boy, will you ever forget the time you sneaked in a moulet's hair? <laughs> <laughs> my hair. 
Abdullah. Will you believe this twice? You think you might be a liar. Here, here, now quiet, everybody. Sit down, Mullah. Sit down, Ned. What's the matter with you guys? You're a jolly fancy, yeah, right? Well, but no more insults. Your Highness, my word. Oh, yeah. Yes, now we are friends again. It is good. What does it matter if once you were enemies? Tonight, Malay Kasim, and next... Oh! <laughs> I'm not telling you, please, me. What? You swine! He died! I never finished! Well, somebody did. Yes, it's a finish! Now, boys, boys, don't shoot each other, don't shoot. No, use your knife. Here we go! escaped during the brawl, and we reached the coast by Camelback. Then a boat to Lisbon, and then home to Brooklyn, and here we are. Gentlemen, that's one of the greatest adventure stories I've ever heard. And the girls? I suppose you married them. The girls? Oh, uh, well, uh, Turkey, the girls. What's the matter? The girls, Shalmar and Miramar. Well, what about them? Where are they? Well, you ought to know I gave them to you. You did not. I was taking care of the tickets. Don't say that. Right there in the dock in Morocco. I said, here's the girls. I'll take the baggage. Well, how did I know what bags you meant? <laughs> I bet they're standing there on that dock now. Yeah, but what are we waiting for? Come on. Well, come on. Gentlemen, come back. Anyway, sir. Hey, which way is the road to Morocco? Right now, Bing Cosby, Bob Hope, and Jimmy Sims are on the road to a curtain call. Every night when the good little producers of Hollywood go to sleep, they lie there and dream of casts like this. Yeah, then they wake up in the morning, go downstairs, and bite their children. <laughs> No way to talk about Jenny Sims. Ah, yes, Jenny Sims. Jenny, who do you think is more romantic, Bing or me? Well, let's see. There's Bing's voice. In my profile. <laughs> then there's your clothes, Bob. Have you seen Crosby's? I mean, when he has the coat plugged in. <laughs> you may not think I'm handsome, but CB does why. You know, he tested me for Reap the Wild Wind. Smart producer. You flunked, huh? Well, <laughs> I was sorry to turn Bob down, but he just wasn't believable. Yeah, Squid's got to have more than two arms. <laughs> you usually do till the check arrives. <laughs> hey, Bing. <laughs> Sing these golf matches you and Bob play for the Red Cross and other charities. Who wins most of them? It's a lie. <laughs> How did you know what I was going to say? Well, I figured you were going to tell the truth. How about hitting a few more? You want to play? Okay. Gee, Bob, Bing really likes golf, doesn't he? Why not? After all, he raises his own caddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry, Bing. I really lost me that one. <clears throat> so it's mad, that boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. DeMille, it's been swell being here. And before we say goodnight... I'd like to tell you that I've been using your Lux soap for a long time now, and I like everything about it. So does my skin. Uh-huh. What do you think about Lux soap as a page one item with us, Jimmy? Hey, uh, what do you figure you'll try out here next week, C.B.? An exciting adventure story, Ben. The RKO hit Once Upon a Honeymoon. And our stars will be Claudette Colbert and Brian Ahern. Let's see. Yes, I'll be listening, C.B. None of my pictures are playing anywhere next Monday. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Don't forget to load the Relax Radio Theater. Our sponsors, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday night when the Lux Radio Theater presents Robert Colbert and Brianna Hearn in Once Upon a Honeymoon. This is Cecil B. DeMille saying good night to you from Hollywood. Bob Hope appeared through the courtesy of the Pepsodent Company and will soon be seen in Paramount Flex Station. Jimmy Sims appeared through the courtesy of Philip Morris. 
Our music was directed by Louis Silvers, and this is your announcer, John M. Kennedy, reminding you to tune in next Monday night to hear Claudette Colbert and Brian Ahern in Once Upon a Honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs>